0: You're listening
1: to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network.
0: Fresh Take, The Rundown, Joshua Adam, William Arbathon with the town sex is dangerous, the deboneer, the hive mind, Stephen Seal.
1: If I wore the same sweater last week, it's because I'm cosplaying as a survivor and I only have one change of clothes. Episode
0: two (laughs) of The Last of Us and we have our big significant change to the lore that has definitely split the gaming community in this. Uh-huh before we get to anything, let's go to your initial thought on the big lore change for the last of us,
1: okay, so you're asking me lore change and not how the episode was first. Wow, you really yeah. threw me for a loop Cause, there cause okay this
0: has been this has been the bigger controversy this week of the lore change.
1: I don't know. Does it okay, so what are you talking about specifically? The so hide I can address it. the hive yes, okay uh, who cares? yeah, like I, w- and what I mean by that is taking that little bit, nugget of information into the games, let's say it exists. I don't think a single interaction in last of Us one or two change knowing that information. right? Like I don't think the way we approach any of the levels doesn't change. Uh, the way that the clickers behave doesn't really change. In reality, it's what they're doing through the benefit of some exposition is giving us a and I think where these both both these episodes do a really great job of it of giving us not what happened on the day the outbreak happened, but how things were leading up and building towards it. And just knowing that that one little line of dialogue is gonna come in handy many times over in this show. So if it makes these interactions a little bit feel a little bit more real because I guess one of the questions is like well how, how would they run into them there how would they run into them there well now we have an answer yeah fine good enough like it's funny because I think you and I spent a lot of time in our time as podcasters talking about why certain movies and tv shows didn't give us that one line to explain so many of those scenes especially movies we didn't like i mean a perfect example is one of the superman movies uh the beginning of the movie or maybe it's justice league they killed jimmy olsen yeah and it was a deleted scene and we're like this makes so much more sense why we're seeing this in the beginning of the movie why didn't you just put that in there yeah and now they give it to us in a show like last of us and people are pissed off i'm not pissed off are you i think
0: more people were pissed off People just want to, I mean, no matter what, and we learned this from Last of Us 2, you change something or you take something away from someone, no matter what, they're going to get angry. Um, yeah. People have things in their mind how it should be. So they have it in their mind to have spores and that everything is just what it is. And I think the way that Neil is doing this and rewriting it is he does want this to have the apocalypse feel, but it's... and Try to take away from that zombiness as much as possible and have a very scientific
1: yes. uh, okay.
0: side of it as well. And then I think it's kind of adds to the spookiness factor of stepping on someone and having that location of like they know we're here now, like this is how we gotta get out of this. It adds to the tenseness, right? And you and I had talked about this as we watched trailers and had announcements for for Last of Us. Of how are they going to get it to be tense when you're walking around you're trying to find ammo or you're trying to craft and all that kind of stuff well now this adds to it right you're going to be looking yep. for those little things and i think the other thing they did that they didn't need to do in the game um but you know that some will expire i thought that was a really interesting idea too that some of the they kind of dry a- up and they yeah, yeah. Because that's what happens well, to the ants, right? You've seen all, all those videos that are going around yeah. on YouTube and TikTok. and The planet Earth or stuff. Whatever, an IG of those ants go to the top. They go to the top leaf. They bite down on the leaf, right? And then the stem comes out of their head. And then it sends out spores to yeah. the, the, the rest of the colony to develop them. So that's the scientific side of what happens with those ants. So that's what's happening to these humans now that the temperature has risen.
1: Well, I mean, let's... Let's even go back, like you know, one step further. Let's make it a little bit simpler. In the TV show, so in the video game, every level we have to fight through kind of an open sandbox, not open, but a square box or a a designed arena, where you have to either take out or sneak by clickers and infected. That's the game part of the at. That's the game game part of the game. We don't really get. That, that makes for terrible television.
0: That's what video games have had the problem with, is uh, the mission side of things, right? Of like, exactly. we now we have do this mission, and now this mission, and this mission.
1: So what these people did was they had to take out some of the level design and add things that force these people to interact with their surroundings, which is fine. Like, because you know what? Guess what? We're not going to see the part of the level where you have to sneak around the base and then throw a glass bottle and then sneak around another place and then choke a guy out. We're not going to get that because it's not that fun to watch. Yeah. But it's really, really fun to play. And I get that. So if you want to cause, as you mentioned, tense, use the you use the word tense. You want to increase that tension. You got to do it by bringing the zombies or the cordyceps to them.
0: Yeah. And the other one was Tess's scene. People were mad about the stalker. It is not a clicker. It is a stalker or borderline still runner mm-hmm. like I- IGN got murdered. And I hate to be like, well, actually, it's actually this.
1: But, but you yeah, are. You are.
0: I mean, everyone knows that that wasn't a clicker. We IGN, you've covered this game for 10 years. You know, it's not a clicker.
1: You know what? I didn't remember what they were called either. I probably would have called them a runner or a shambler. Is that, or is that from? A uh,
0: shamblers dead? are like the littler kind of before the bloaters. Those are the ones we see in Seattle that they just Thank you. They blow up and the acid releases from them, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Thank you. Soccer is the, 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 f- by.
0: the five levels are, and I've, I feel like I've said this to everyone that asked me about the show. So why not? One time on the podcast. Yeah, watch. This. So we have our basic runners, right? That is newly infected. So that would have been potentially tests, yeah. If you know she didn't go kablooey. Uh so that would have been the early stages of that. Then as the cordyceps start developing, they start developing shells on the outer side of the body within the head, and then so whether you see the one little ones poking them outside of the head, but they still don't have the running ability. Those are your stalkers, okay. right? And then from yeah. the stalkers, then you get turned into a clicker, mm-hmm. and then from the clicker then I believe then you are a shambler. Okay. And then from the shambler, you become a bloater. And from a bloater... Wow. And if you're in a certain right situation, for those that haven't seen Last of Us and played Last of Us 2, then you have to deal with the king. And that's all I'll say for you guys for oh, now.
1: That's got to be one of the... I mean, if we go... You know, we ever do a top 10 video game level list. Yeah. The rat king is hundred percent well on that list.
0: And I should add, we we won't be doing a list this week because it's just it's a busy week for both of us. So list next week. Are
1: for list are for fun. Lists for fun. We're we're taking this serious right now. Um, yeah. thank you for clarifying those because I haven't played I played Last of Us One uh, twice. I ago. played it. I played it well, I played it the day it came out, as everyone else yeah. did or most of the other people that we know did. And I played it, I believe I played the PS4 remastered version once. uh and then i played last of us two twice to get the platinum so sometimes i got some gaps in my knowledge and if you want to come at me for being like well actually this scene in the game is not as accurate as this scene in the show like you can
0: dude i just watched the rewatch and i for i forgot about some stuff like i forgot about like her walking over the plank board was a was from the game like oh yeah okay cool that's really yeah, like one so of the much. one
1: of the like the the dual uh the dual shock sense two controllers yeah. kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. you tilt it too much you fall over like that's that make it for terrible that make for a terrible tv show yeah um but you're generally okay with uh these changes
0: i mean that the the freaking stalker runner whatever what it was doing the kiss to chat to test is gonna haunt me <laughs> forever i i do my my only criticism before talking about the show is I don't think they've made enough of a deal about Ellie's bite as much. Like I think, you know, at the end of episode one, when she's like, this was three weeks ago. And then they just go to black. Right. And then this one, I thought the important line is when Tess shows her scar and then says to Joel, like, Hey, this was 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Look what hers are. Like, this is real Joel. Like, this is a real deal. I don't think they had that point as hard enough about how special Ellie is.
1: Oh nice. see I think I think they did. I think the yeah. the missing the missing aspect that we know through hindsight now is we know what the end goal is for her. Yeah. At the time of the game we didn't know. We thought oh she's immune. There's yeah. got to be dozens of like I'm sure at the time when I played I was like oh like what's so special about her? There's got to be tons of people who are immune. You
0: would think yeah why would and it just be her?
1: The start of the show and i we can only assume it's it's been multiple hours maybe it's all night joel and tess are watching her all night they didn't yeah. go to sleep to ready to shoot her in the face if she turned so yeah. they were making a big deal about it we didn't see the time where she told the, showed them then went to bed but we can tell from their actions that tess and joel were scared shitless because for that whole scene in that restaurant or magazine room or whatever it was he was ready to shoot her in the face
0: i think it was a salon it was a super cuts
1: whatever yeah yeah okay he's ready to shoot her in the face at yeah. any moment's notice and so it finally she finally proved and this goes uh this is you know really rooted into the the game it's it's ellie's like kind of black dark sense of humor that i think starts to win joel's heart over mm-hmm. not because he thinks it's funny but because he just gets He just gets kind of battered down. It kind of reminds him of his daughter because when she's like, he's like, if you fucking twitch, I'm going to shoot you right in the face or whatever. And she goes like, like, ah, like that's such an Ellie thing to do. That is primo classic Ellie. And that's when, that was like one of the first moments where I saw him go like, you know what? Like maybe I can trust her a little bit because if she's, if she's ballsy enough to make that joke. (laughs) That
0: seems also where we had sandwich gate
1: sandwich gate what's sandwich gate
0: okay so i'm watching with my dad and he just goes he's just like this is just fucking bullshit i'm like what he's like this is so bad i'm like what's going on we rewind it back the sandwich changes four different times and now like when i see the scene like go back and watch that scene and
1: you'll see the
0: sandwich it's a different sandwich four different times it's a bad continuity okay yeah
1: immersion ruined six out of ten
0: i didn't really care but my dad was so fixated on on the sandwich
1: i didn't know uh sandwich continuity was in the sean zone good to know for future reference
0: it was right there um but i see that
1: like we see that with like um uh glasses of water and stuff at like tables and restaurants and those kinds of scenes maybe cigarettes even
0: the starbucks coffee in thrones was the one of the infamous ones
1: Mm, pink shorts um, guy and uh phantom menace
0: yeah overall i thought it was good um you know like i said you have to change a little bit stuff neil truckman has said this like hey some stuff will be changed but you're still gonna get i mean you still got a lot of stuff that you go- went to the hotel you went to the building you know like you mm-hmm. saw clickers the clickers were still as horrifying oh. as fucking ever
1: the funny part is is like so we're we're i guess we're about two hours in this journey We've literally only dealt with two bad guys so far. That's it. Like we we've only had to fight two goddamn clickers and I'm already terrified of them. And in the game it was just like because I remember that experience, that PTSD of like I have 3 bullets. Mm-hmm. And I there's three there's three clickers in this room. And you you like maybe, you die a lot, right? You have to learn how to play the game. Yeah. And you're like even if I head shoot if I headshot them all, I have no bullets for the future. So I can't kill them all. So I have to, I have to kill one, maybe, oh, or sneak by two of them,
0: yeah.
1: or sh- or do I want to use a shiv? or do I have to get through a door? And they did such a good job of that in the museum.
0: Well, and even like when you just shoot them in the chest and they don't go down, I was like, "Yep, that's a clicker experience." <laughs> it's like, why won't See, you die?
1: And that's I'm kind of wonder wondering their level of experience with clickers um, in terms of fighting them face on because they did they they had some pretty bad aim. Now, granted, yeah. I mean it, things are really scary when you have a zombie chase after you. But uh, and then the other thing that was interesting was like Joel uses that that AR, the assault rifle that he got from the uh, Fedra agent. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't assume that all those agents have full magazines it's like we do in other video games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he, it's almost like he kind of ran out of bullets that first time he was shooting them. Yeah. So it's like, damn, like if those citizens knew that those agents only had a couple bullets each, they didn't have full magazines. Like the idea of revolution is really interesting.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's cool. They got the same voice actors to do the clicker sound. Yeah. Again, like it's it's funny to have people that haven't watched it. like hear my sister be like, what the who's not, who's very bad with zombies and spooky stuff like this. And she yep. was out. She's she's done now. She can't watch anymore. But she's really?
1: like, really, what the fuck are those?
0: I'm like, eh? just wait. And my dad oh. even was like, what the fuck is coming? I'm like, he's like, is that like a raptor or something? I'm like, it's pretty much as bad.
1: Yeah, if they can open up doors, you're screwed. Uh, it's- but but Joel Joel leaning against the glass, mm-hmm. and the clicker coming almost face to face like that was that was phenomenal television right there.
0: Yeah, we don't get um, visual effects and all that stuff at the Emmys, but it would have been really cool to see like the categories this year with stuff like Andor and potentially uh, Mando and now Last of Us in there and House of the Dragon because there's some really stacked stuff and taking that model there, it could have been really, really bad and I'd love to know and... I don't, know if they, I don't believe they answered this in the Q&A that I got a chance to go to when they did the the, the screening for this first episode out here, but a lot of that looked like practical effects.
1: Mm, yeah, especially the further shots of them actually kind of like walking through the museum had to have been as close you to practical. You know what I'm mad at, at, Dev?
0: Me. Is I talked to, when I was at the gala, I talked to one of the costume designers and I, for, forgive me, it was a busy night and I met a lot of people. I can't remember her name and she was brilliant. So you see the costume designer on the credits. She's awesome. Go follow um, her on Instagram. But sh- I should have asked her how much they did with the clickers and whatnot. But uh, even that, I thought I thought they they had a nice attention to the detail, right? Because some of them had um, hotel costumes on, right? Oh, I didn't of them had even Army realize costumes on as well, right? So oh, it's a good attention cool. to detail. Whereas in the past, like, all the clip clickers in the game are all shredded. Yeah. Most I, sw- I swear! I swear, all the clickers are women. Because most of the time they have like a tattered tank top with a tattered bra. Most of the time when you look down at them and they're and you kill them, like most of the time it seems like they're women. And I do wonder, and maybe I'll do research if clickers can only be maybe female, there's something in the female uh, genetics that make that happen. Because it's where anytime I look at a clicker in the game, it's a it's a female.
1: Weird. Just, you know what? I've just, never actually thought about it.
0: Just the just the Food clothing for thought wise, it's always a uh, a tank top and and, a, and a, like a torn up bra for the most part. But could be wrong. There could be other kinds. But I thought the detail to the clothing was so important in this. I mean, without the show, for us to come in as gamers, right? To have that interaction, knowing what those clothes were. Like Ellie's stuff is pretty iconic now for a gamer. You know what Ellie wears. Same with Joel's. Like this pretty iconic uh, attire that they have. And even in this with what Tess had with that red shirt, mm-hmm. um, all those things kind of stick out.
1: You know what like the 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 level of quality of the show just really astounds me and I what really threw me for a loop was um seeing all the vehicles with various stages of growth on them and and mm-hmm. muck and dirt and things like that like this isn't the kind of show where they just took seven or eight cars and threw ikea palm leaves on them and threw a bunch of dirt on them because some of them have windows broken. some of them have doors broken. Some of them have, and I mean, I know that they got a lot of these probably from junkyards and things like that. but every car looks and feels different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, some of them are crushed. Some of them have been smashed up from another car driving through it. Some like some of them have all the all the glass broken. Some of them uh, are locked inside and have someone rotting on the inside. like, and that level of detail is really what makes this world so immersive to me. Um, especially so quick off the beginning, like, honestly, I couldn't care less if it was Boston, San Antonio, Los Angeles, Vancouver, Brandon, Manitoba, but them walking on that overpass and walking through those streets and even just the, the hotel lobby scene of walking into the water was such a great setup scene. And I have no idea if they must've built a set specifically just to flood it with water and put lily pads in it
0: yeah we were wondering where that was i mean when you walk on the bridge i mean again you know doing this podcast out of alberta there's stuff you know like i mean (laughs) i sometimes i give them credit of people be like only people from boston probably really know what boston skyline really really looks like right
1: that's exactly it
0: it's not a super all respect to the city of boston you don't have a super iconic skyline the way that you know a a new york would or a seattle would for example right yeah uh so like i went by my like, oh, there's the shaw building right there so you can see the calgary background there and even in edmonton where they go to the capitol building you can see some of the edmonton buildings right there right mm-hmm. and again i know this because i'm in alberta but I, I i give it credit to them they're like we're going to do the basic amount of cgi for stuff that we need to do for the set design mm-hmm. but you know people aren't going to go like hey that's not boston skyline i know Boston because.
1: People, but they also do the 3d nobody. stuff too they're also putting yeah. visual effects in the background too because they depending are. depending on the angle at which you look at it and there's there's parts of calgary that like i think the calgary skyline is very 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 distinct from the south looking north because you get the calgary yeah. tower in front of in front of the taller buildings now
0: and they took the but tower if you, out
1: of course but if you're to look at it from a different side like east or west maybe it's not so recognizable and it's probably the same with Boston. And so they, what they're doing is they're just transposing a few of the the most iconic yeah. buildings into it. And then the rest of them are just generic skyscrapers. Like yeah, they didn't put much. our, they didn't put our brand new Telus building in, uh, for yeah. some of those shots, depending on when it was filmed or whatever, maybe they knocked it down and it's like leaning against another building in the shots. But I mean, yeah, I recognize like, yeah, I recognize the, the Orthodox church, uh, in, uh, in what's that neighborhood inglewood? uh inglewood uh, thank you not yeah not inglewood but you know what i'm talking about The on the hill across from downtown like okay i recognize that part oh the uh, version's ruined the downtown shots they look fine they look great yeah
0: yeah it's this this was the one i'm like okay there's a lot more
1: locations i really recognize <laughs> yeah. just being yeah. from this
0: area is like okay that's cool i see that, that but now. then the inside,
1: inside it's all the all great yeah. the great great sets
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bonus because the immersion isn't taken away from me. Uh, and maybe it helps because I know where the story is going and it's cool. that stuff has been shot here and more stuff is going to be shot here. But I thought, you know, the way in the path that they went through everything like that, and again, still adding that uneasiness continually through this. I mean, it's having people that I know that never played the game after is like, so this is kind of like game of Thrones, right? Like nobody survives. Like, well, I can't remember who said it to me. I think it was either um, an uncle or my dad or someone's like, well, the good thing is, like, I know at least with these next few seasons, I'll really be able to enjoy
1: Joel and Ellie. I'm like, yes, totally. Well, I mean, the f- yes, we know what the ultimate ending is, but we don't know the show ending. So yeah. we, I think there's a part of us that are still really going to be able to enjoy it because if you tell me, the show first season of the show ends with the winter time with them you know eventually meeting it, david
0: it's, go, it, it's been confirmed when we were at the it, it goes to the end this is end game of the game one. it's game one it oh, sounds like it sounds like next season we'll be filming in seattle
1: we'll see i didn't uh, friggin Vancouver, i didn't sorry, i didn't even know that so you ruined it for me now you're sorry. taking my immersion out. sorry dink no it's fine well,
0: there there is some there's some rumors I, there are some people that asked them there because there's been some rumors i can't remember the actress so i'll have to check after but uh, and she, I'll see if I can get it really quick here. So, minor spoilers um, for everybody coming up here for Last of Us. Um, but there was a lot of speculation that Abby has been cast. And I want you to look at this actress, new? Devin. Shannon okay. Berry. Go look up the actress, Shannon Berry,
1: right now. Is so it? When you see this actress, is it E R Y or A R Y? Uh, B E E. B E R R Y.
0: Okay. And when you see this actress, you're going to be like, holy crap, she looks like Abby.
1: Shannon Berry. Okay. Oh, wow. Holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah. No kidding. I, well, the first picture that I got was her with this short red hair and very uh, vibrant lipstick. But the next two pictures, you yeah. can't see it on my thing, but you saw them, I'm sure. The IMDB, yeah. the IMDb pictures, she puts on like 10 pounds of, of muscles in her arms. Game over.
0: So there, we tried to talk to, to some HBO people there that were there and asked about uh, about uh, that because the, the Reddit Redditors have gotten some deep diving and stuff like that. And so some people are speculating that a scene where you potentially would see such a character, and I'll leave yeah. it at that, potentially um, would make sense for her to showcase herself for the first time for a cliffhanger.
1: Mm. So i like how I, it's funny because we friggin' have spoiled the show or the the two games like three or four times in our conversations but yet yeah, this time you're like you know what i really can't spoil. i it haven't
0: now. said what this is though i've been in en- i've been very careful on that side of things but no i mean and so this third episode coming up here we'll get back to the second but the third episode is this is uh, the this, kicker this, this is, is the, the
1: make or break right f-
0: yeah this is i mean viewership went up 326 percent. i don't even know what that means
1: but it, it's it's
0: doing good well um, the
1: downloads of the game have also gone up like a thousand percent or have, something
0: yeah it's been a win-win for everybody uh this is the frank and bill episode and again i've heard some people like i don't want to see frank he was dead i'm like calm down it's murray okay you get to see murray again <laughs> he gets to be frank <laughs> um
1: so well, it's I, like it's like murray it's murray and uh murray bartlett and bringing nick offerman together as a couple like sign yeah. me up man like i mean you had me at uh i mean i i'm just throwing this out there like john taturo and christopher walken as a gay couple like this yeah. is like a whole other level above that uh
0: this is the episode though because it's not like some people have seen all nine episodes right and people say this would be the emmy nominated one this is okay this is like one of the best episodes of television people have seen. And this is another 90 minute episode too. So for people to get noticed notice for coming up this week, you're going to finish your football for those that don't watch football. You're going to come home and watch 90 minutes of the last of us. This is going to be a big one. My question is I'm just trying to figure out where the, the left behind episode is going to be like with uh, like, are they going to mix it in on this one or is it going to be the next one? Like, where do they go? We know Storm Reed is Cast, and this is Riley. Storm Reed for those that are familiar with her from Euphoria. Uh, I'm interested to know when they go there because we and there was talks of they've they've teased in the last two episodes now, right? With Marlene yeah. saying, Was Riley a terrorist? And then on this one, Riley go, uh, Riley, uh, Ellie going like no, I was in the mall by myself.
1: So yeah, were you with anybody? Did you have a boyfriend? And she's like, That's impossible, or something clever yeah. like that and you're like whoa like that's we know what that means yeah yeah oh i snuck into a mall why did you do that oh because i wanted to like i was like oh like
0: again this is the fun stuff i get to have over my game of thrones fans that they had over me it's like
1: just you wait i'm both happy and sad that i can remember a lot of the big plot points but yet i'm i i lost some of the nuances of the game like i actually after this episode i actually did google frank we always we, we know about wild bill for sure but i just was mm-hmm. like i don't remember really frank at all i don't remember frank i don't remember frank i just had to read through and i was like oh like this is something that i would have like i would have thought about but didn't quite internalize maybe i even just yeah. missed that one section of the game completely right because it's kind of like all optional i mean it's the classic uncharted thing is like it's optional letters and shit that you have to read so yeah probably didn't even read it and miss the whole point entirely but there's some
0: dialogue with doing the read through i didn't remember who frank was either so if i didn't redo my my walkthrough again i hadn't played last of us in 10 years yeah. so some stuff is going to be forgotten um and even bioshock a game i like with this show getting renewed i'm probably going to do a walk show. and i've played bioshock four times but i'm probably <laughs> going to forget some stuff from bioshock because yeah. these games are so even red dead i've forgotten stuff from red dead now because these are also long games right these are 10 to 15 hour games with so much little stuff in between i'm not gonna yeah. remember every single story beat um but well not yeah. only
1: that but you got way more into i'll talk about you for a second here you got way more into story driven games the last since the last yeah. of us had come out that so you've played 10 20 story games that you have to remember yeah. all these little characters from and you're like oh my gosh like back in the day you used to be marioine to go down a pipe
0: Man, I'm playing this Lego Marvel Heroes right now. There's a convoluted storyline in it right now.
1: (laughs) I think I've played that one. Is it set in New York or whatever?
0: This is the second one. This has a lot of... The reason I got it, it was in the Switch store and it was five bucks. Yeah. And it's pretty much the Kang Dynasty storyline. Oh, perfect. Which I'm reading the comic right now. So I'm like, well, I'm reading the comic on Kang. Might as well play the game on Kang because it's a Lego game and doesn't really matter.
1: Man, I love how dedicated you are to nerd fandom and culture
0: it's for the podcast. That's hey, why. can
1: I? Can I, I? just want to interject here. This is a non last of us thing. i Right now, I'm listening to an audiobook of Ready Player One. Nice because I did not have to wait for it in line. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I got it. I don't know why I even but came Kevin, up. Kevin,
0: her skin.
1: Um you know what the book is almost as cringy in certain sections and i'm not sure if it's supposed to be a joke or not but there's i've I've done
0: i've done the audiobook too by the way
1: oh man there are some parts so first of all there's some questionable there's some unfortunate language referred to sexual orientation early in the book and i don't remember when it's printed or when it's made so we're not going to repeat it i don't necessarily blame the writer either especially i get it you know um but there are some friggin edgy Edgy chapters of this book. It's like when Harry Potter like hit puberty and he's like just didn't have any friends anymore. Like the I just finished this one oh, section. Where I just I'm finished the one section where he's like I haven't left my apartment in five months, and because she broke up with me, I'm gonna jump off the top of the apartment building. I just don't know what tune I'm gonna whistle on the way down. And I was like, holy! <laughs> sm- this was not Steven Spielberg. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's a that's it's a it's an aside, but.
0: Devin's listening to the Ready Player 1 audiobook and I'm stuck listening to Prince Harry talk about how he got frostbite on his penis right now in that audiobook.
1: Are you you did it? You jumped. Are we done with Last of Us? We're we just going to talk about dumb media now? We'll, we'll we'll
0: get to there in a second. Just I guess really quickly before we go back. Um yeah, I I this episode was another nine. It was well done. It's I'm just so happy that this has worked out perfectly the way that it has and when we did that this last week of game medium uh, our favorite games it made me realize how much more i root for those video game movies to be good because of the interaction you have yeah. again i think it's like a book for people that have thrones and harry potter there is a different sense of those mediums and i'll and i'll say this over and over again like a broken record but between reading a book and between playing a game there is a different interaction that you have with those characters and i think we felt it, we feel it and, and i think that's why some of these marvel movies have done so successful right like we read these books growing up, right? So when we get to a Kane dynasty or even watching some of these movies, I guess you have it, whatever, right? Like if we see like the Fox X-Men interact with a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man from another universe, we're going to fucking lose our shit, right? Mm. So getting, but all this time playing this, these games, The Last of Us and having this connection, it's so rad and it made me feel like, holy shit, I am going to be sobbing in Mario. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like just overcome with joy for right? people
0: that people that know me when i just see stuff that i'm happy to see like i'm going to be sobbing in mario yeah i saw yeah. when i saw rainbow road in the trailer
1: just like ah <laughs> yeah um, but yeah it's a nine that's a really it's a really good point I'd, I'd actually probably bump it a little bit higher i think it's probably within the 9.3 to 9.5 range Could be right, Could be right. and um
0: I've only seen this episode one time. I've seen the others, the the first episode five times now.
1: And I think the reason why, I loved how concise it was. um, There's, I'm sure there's, there's a bajillion Easter eggs to look at. And I don't even want to begin to even name one of them. But the two standouts for me within that, within this episode was the museum scene. Mm-hmm. on the second level fighting the clickers was just like 10 minutes of pure I don't think I breathed which was funny because I didn't breathe when I first ran into a clicker the first time like I had come out of that encounter knowing Tess was bit and her being all cagey and they're outside finally and they're all like whew, whew, and I was doing that and I, cause I remember how scary it was to see a clicker for the first time in that episode in that level of the game not having enough bullets, et cetera, et cetera. So they did such a good job of translating a feeling that I had 10 years ago on screen and to make that part of the level so interactive as the audience. And then secondly, um, Tess and Joel's goodbye was actually pretty strong. And yeah. this is a testament to Neil Druckmann writing that in two episodes, like we'd have, we know nothing about Tess. First
0: television directed really. episode for him ever it's the first time he's ever directed a television. and it was episode.
1: i think it was better than the first one honestly but only marginally speaking could, be, could um, be but the fact that you were rooting for tess even though i knew she wasn't gonna live and i forgot how she died but i knew she did die mm-hmm. was just like and her pushing joel away and then thinking about how for the last 20 years since the outbreak she's had to push people away and build herself up and she couldn't be weak around anybody and even in her last moments like her and joel i think under a different writer or a different kind of show her and joel would have kissed and she's like no think about the mission think about what this means do it for yourself do it to like a, you know do it to make yourself feel better do it for this kid get out of here like and the funny thing is is when like she finally says go it takes him a little while to to convince him but it wasn't that kind of like i said like it wasn't that that kind of show where he's like no constantly having to leave he knew she made up her mind and in that instance he made up his mind he didn't look back again it wasn't some drawn out um super dramatic thing where he watches the explosion like this and then he gets knocked back and whatever it was i know she's going to die she knows she's going to die it's all on me now and that for me that five minute scene even though like she got french kissed by a zombie and that part was whatever for people that five minute scene was like just the highlight of the show to me so far
0: well said well said because and it also shows of. We get to a certain point of the show, of how much more Joel's point of that is going to mean now, right?
1: Well, these characters aren't one-dimensional. Uh, in these it, two it episodes, to the
0: losses that Joel's had, right? We've seen him lose Sarah. We know yeah. he's lost Tommy, yep. and now he's lost his love interest.
1: Sure. in Tess, these characters are portrayed so well as not being one-dimensional. Kind of for the reasons I just talked about when you don't know their we can imagine their motivations, we can imagine their backstory, we can imagine the terrible things they've done because they've talked about it, but they haven't told us, they haven't described to us what happens, versus people who are one-dimensional, they have one character aspect. And let's go to a show like maybe like Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets is a great show for what it is. It's lost with a soccer team. All of those girls are a trope. Mm -hmm. None of them are really that nuanced and layered yet that we've seen. And in two episodes, we see Tess. We know she's gone. She's never coming back. Maybe in a flashback or something. What do we know? She's from Detroit. She's out to get a car battery. And she may or may not love Joel. Mm -hmm. That's it. But the other things that was about her, we felt.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. This Emmy's, we said this last year, but it's we're just, when we did this pod and we're coming up again on the 10-year anniversary, we thought that year that had Thrones, Mad Men and Breaking Bad, it was like, you're never beating this for drama. For those three to be in the same category for drama, you're not beating it. And then we had last year. But now we have this year where it's going to be Saul, Thrones, Succession, Last of Us and Andor. That's stupid for genre yeah. television and in, mixed in, in there and for the dramatic side of things. And Mando may slip in there as well, but that is just bananas.
1: So let me move on. I think we can put a bow on this uh, this episode on this conversation. Oh, one last kind of thing. Shout
0: oh. Sate was was also in this episode. The doors Was it really? The doors where the guards are. That's Sate. That's the broadcasting lab at the very bottom in the basement. Oh very ominous. Yeah. And to a fact, just a little. Shout! People who know when I did uh, in in broadcasting, we had to shoot our own mini films, and I think I showed you this one time. I had to shoot a mini film, and I did like a Mad Men-esque thing, uh, pitching Air Jordan, and I shot those. those doors were for no for mine is like the, going and going into the secret private office where they're going to go pitch Air Jordan. So that was kind of cool for me.
1: Hey! Wow! Yeah! Connection. What yeah. I was going to say. I, I, we've probably been saying this for a long time, but I truly believe that we're kind of in the golden age of television and that era can last five years, eight years, 10 years, 15 years. And it's funny because the movie industry has suffered, I, I suppose. And I wonder if it's because we're expecting something that movies should give us, which is already being done by television. And what I, what I mean by that is all of these shows are handling interpersonal dramas so well over a course of eight to ten episodes, which is about eight to ten hours, that a movie cannot possibly really compete with. And so, what movies are doing now, they are becoming the popcorn things that we go see, like Avatar. Simple, spectacle, action, um, waste. You know, your your mind kind of melts for two hours. When when previously in the 70, you know, 70s, 80s, maybe even the early 90s, it was the exact opposite. We went to go see a few good men in theaters because Dude, that made the, you the, feel something.
0: The number one uh, idea of this where you're going with a movie like Emily the Criminal with Aubrey Plaza on Netflix, which is a good film. That film reminds you of all those that Ashley Judd era yeah. films, right? That movie comes out in 1995, 94. That movie... Is making like $50, 60 million dollars. Yeah. Now it's like on Netflix and you could have been like, oh, you probably should have made a series with this because you could have stretched it out, right? I mean, can you imagine like White Lotus 20 years ago? That is like a section of like kind of short comedy, dramedy type of movies and I don't think it works or something. Well. I don't think it well, works as well.
1: It so we looked, we last week we did our kind of our favorite movies of the year. We did the movie draft, and we're picking movies like DC Life of Pets, Avatar 2, Top Gun. um, We're picking the Batman. We're picking Gru Rise of the Minions. Like we're picking these things that were kind of these simple stories that were told on TV, like Street Sharks, like uh, the, like Dragon Ball Z, whatever. And I, how I mentioned like, you know, Full Metal Jacket, A Few Good Men, Platoon, 12 Angry Men, uh, all these complicated character shows i just said it shows are now television and not movies and so it's almost like if you want to be entertained you go to the movies if you want to be like transformed and think about things you go watch tv and it was the opposite 10 years ago 20 years ago.
0: well that show that's coming on hbo i think after this that's going to be that gap between this and succession and that white house plumber show that's with woody Oh, it's good and Sally Draper, I can't remember her real name. She's still Sally, and there's a bunch of other people in it. Like that's gonna be that could that would probably have been a movie. And Lord knows yes, what he's exactly what he's, and it could have been what an Oscar movie. Yeah. I mean it look, like that. people anymore. that listen to part one. Adam and I did the Oscar preview today. And you know, I think uh All Quiet on the Western Front shocked a lot of people today. But I think you're right, Dev. I mean, you look at that, and there is Three typical popcorn films in there, and a biopic is one of them, right? Like the biopic is, undefeated. which is kind of a
1: popcorn, which is still a popcorn yeah. flick.
0: You have Avatar, which is there, and then Wakanda just nearly missed out because I think Avatar kind of stole Wakanda's thunder.
1: Either way, though, we're going to movies now. And these movies that are really impactful. Mine is, i'm sure there's a, there's tons of great social commentary movies i'm not making it sweeping i don't want to make a sweeping statement that can be refuted i'm just saying i feel like going to the movies now to be visually entertained and i go to watch hbo for friggin some gritty shit
0: dude we've said this a million times and I, I look at a movie like nightcrawler for example nightcrawler is not getting made in the for a movie anymore
1: No, it's done. No, not even close.
0: Like even even a John Wick, I think that time is done. Like there was a period. If people listen to us in the 15 16 area, I think that year we banged out probably thirty film.
1: Oh, at least that year. At least there was a lot of everything.
0: There was a lot of cheap movies, and now like if you looked at our most anticipated. I'm like, yeah, I'll uh, see the Marvel movies. Sonic three. So like I'll see Mario. I'm gonna see Mario in the theater um and i i'm transformers i have to see that in the theater but that's kind of where i'm gonna be going and then if there's like you know that scorsese film that's going to be coming out that has leo and brendan Fraser and everything like that was like cool 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 when's it on um digital
1: <laughs> yeah well like uh the movie like selma yeah if 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 we were pitching that movie and i don't think it'd be us two in a, in a, in a, in yeah, a not. it wouldn't be us two but if it was us two for example they would just say, why is this not a six episode television series? Yeah. And you're like, you know what? You're right. This is a dumb idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing now, too. I mean, even something like Megan, I was waiting for it to come on streaming. And now it's on streaming now, right? Like,
1: well, horror is kind of one of those visual spectacles, too, that I think kind of is generally simple premises, easy to understand. You're but going that is a still reaction.
0: winning. That seems to be the other one. Uh, the popcorn marvel Transformers, yeah, science science
1: fiction and horror are just going to be huge the next 10 yeah, years
0: because all those movies right smile killer box office megan killer yeah. box office no because you can't get killer scream i have to see scream in the theater because...
1: yeah you can't really get that at home it's a different no. feeling but yeah. if you're watching a courtroom drama i can watch that anywhere
0: you know it's kind of like the the, the horror side um interesting with the theater side it kind of is the way you're seeing sports now in some ways right you can go to a live game it's kind of the opposite right like you can go to a live game and it's great but people more and more people are staying home because they have good quality tvs and they can just watch and have some buddies there and whatnot Mm -hmm. uh but the it's the opposite like you still need to go and see a horror film there but i think and i know adam disagrees with us and it's great because adam's a cinephile and he appreciates movies and i think that's why you know, he has the job that he does, and that's awesome. And we saw <laughs> that's it, why we, he's getting
1: paid for it and we don't.
0: That's why we saw like when you look at the picks that him and David had compared to Devin and I did, it, it's really apropos that draft. I found it really, really interesting to look at those picks. Uh, of you still having your, you know, your art side to you that you care about stuff, right? You had some of those picks in there, right? And you know, I think David had a little bit of that, but you could tell Adams was all there and kind of. Yeah what he has and then mine was like at this point now like I'm not going to the theater unless I absolutely have to see something in the theater and I mean a big part of those marvel movies like honestly as much as I appreciate seeing them in the in the theater if you know when we were when the pandemic came we had this talk of like oh there's going to be a situation where they'll multi release like you can go see Ant-Man Quantum 80 in the theater or you're having it on Disney Plus that day for a fee which we saw with Ryan the Last Reagan and Jungle yep. Cruise had that and we're like that's the way it's going to be going i'll be honest if that was the case for ant-man i probably would just pay the disney plus premium price and just stay home and watch it Mm. because i have a really good tv and a really good speaker system so i'd rather just use that be able to pause go pee when i want have my own snacks all that kind of stuff but it would
1: definitely be worth the conversation with you friends partners whoever There are that, and that's what we're going to come down to now, especially because you know the inflation, blah blah blah, economy, blah blah blah. Avatar was just a movie that no one wanted to compromise and say, let's just watch it at home. Yeah, not we, yeah. we can't, I know we can't literally, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say.
0: I mean, if I had it my way, if, if we did that premium service, I probably wouldn't have gone to the theater until Secret Wars and, and Kane Dynasty
1: yeah exactly right and now so there's like there's movies that we kind of anticipate without really having to define why that just go like you know what this movie is going to be freaking amazing I need to see Like basically if it's not making a, at least a billion and a half dollars it's kind of like why am I even going anymore <laughs> which is sad it is sad but because we saw something like Triangle Sadness at
0: SIF and I never would have gone out of my way if it wasn't for SIF and we had the benefits that we did for SIF just being blunt and honest to have that in the theater, and I think in both of the and the and our yearly reward, uh, awards, we both said like, "Triangle Sadness" was one of our favorite movie going experiences that we had last year. Yeah. But I would never have gone out of my way and let would not be in a SIF if it wasn't there.
1: We're kind of arguing. a we kind of went full circle now because now we're arguing for art movies. But in my thing it was just like I think, it makes sense now to do more complicated character studies on television because you have time oh, to yeah, develop it. Oh yeah, I agree. It. Because I, I, if if they did if they wanted to convince me to do a Last of Us movie, it's it would suffer the same exact thing that Uncharted did. It would just be fucking worthless, and it would be instantly forgettable.
0: And having a fight at a Papa Johnson, in Italy. Is that what happened? Yeah, it, it. We did the Razzies today, Adam and I. Uncharted I... got away unscathed. Nothing. <laughs> it got nothing. It got lucky. It's really? lucky that it lived in. A, it. We live in a Morbius. Worlds with it got outdone and Jurassic Worlds. Like, it's oh. lucky that these other shitty films exist. <laughs> Uncharted and Uncharted got this kind of ski right under the line of what it was. It was just like fine. Like, you asked someone the scene Uncharted what they thought of like, sure. Yeah.
1: Which is the worst thing that can happen for properties we're excited about. The worst yeah. thing that can happen with Star Wars, which did happen, was that it came out with three movies that were fine now i know they're bad but they're fine
0: one is seven is i still say seven the top five star wars film but
1: yeah it's it's good it's you know whatever it has some it has it has legs to it it's just funny that all three of those movies got blown out of the fucking water by a movie like rogue one
0: yeah um okay moving on really quick for some other review stuff here because i want to get out of here uh two shows i watched this week uh I'll go I'll shit on one really quick and I'm not trying to Velma's Dude, bad what? Huh? Velma sucks. Velma's really bad, guys. It's okay. and it's not it's not for the reason that the assholes are downgrading it.
1: That's right? racism. That's it's not racism. for that
0: reason. It's just a fucking bad show. It's a really okay. fucking bad
1: show. Fair enough.
0: Like it's like it's how long
1: did you how long did you get before you turned it off? Or three
0: and, and a half episodes.
1: Okay not
0: bad it's just it's pretentious it, it's it's whiny at times
1: oh yeah okay
0: it's just and it didn't need to take this ip to do it i think that's the other thing i'm not trying to be that fucking atypical person but i guess i'm gonna come off of it you didn't have to take a, an ip like that i'm not trying to say you ruined my childhood because of scooby-doo because you, I have that stuff that you're not ruining that. I have 13 Ghosts. That was fucking amazing with Vincent Price and everything else that Scooby had. There's a lot of bad Scooby-Doo properties out there. Velma doesn't take Scooby-Doo down a level that other <laughs> things Scooby-Doo has done. It's just, it's
1: just really bad. It's really shitty writing. It's
0: okay animation.
1: Um, good voice well, kinda, acting. It's interesting because it kind of fell into the thing of like, and I'm sure this comparison gets thrown around a lot, and you can correct me if I'm right or wrong on it, but it's like let's take the harley quinn formula for this show and the the problem the problem you is fucking
0: is that nailed it without me fucking saying it
1: the problem is and i'm not even necessarily a big harley quinn fan i like her just as much as everybody else does from the very 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 get-go in 1992 or 3 that is harley quinn yeah, and so I think Harley Quinn doing her show the way that she does do it, or that the way that they do it, Kaylee Cuoco does it, is not a departure whatsoever. It's just it's like that's the character, yeah. but and I've only seen screenshots. I've only seen small clips. I have no skin in the game for this show, but it just seems like that doesn't seem like Velma to me.
0: No, they, they there is, there is no connection to any of the characters of what they represent, right? The, even to the part right. of, like, of of Norwall. Not Shaggy, Norwal,
1: But I'm um, fine with Shaggy being black, too. Like I, I don't give a no shit. This has that.
0: nothing to do with the race and the LGBT yeah, yeah. shit. I, I know. I get, whatever. Like, that's cool. I'm glad that they are... I mean, but we just had Valma come out in a really cool yeah. way in a cartoon. I'm like, awesome. It's just, like, the pretentiousness. I, apparently, from what I've... When, what people have... um found about the show coming up that there is a woman named scoob that shaggy fucks in the, in the later episodes as well i don't Weird. know how true that is because i haven't got to that yet but that is the rumor going around in some forms and whatnot that's oh. the case that makes this show even fucking weirder and it sucks because there's a really good voice talent it's like Stephen root mindy Kaling, um constant woo uh no just way. a lot. like a lot uh jim rash uh there's uh I could go over. There's Wanda Sykes. There's a lot. Like there's a lot of really talented actors, actresses, they's, them's. want to make sure I get everyone's pronounced correctly in here. Uh, so that stuff's all really cool, but it's just, the idea of this is just, I almost wish that they just made this an original IP and maybe we would have looked at it. I, I, I would have looked at it even maybe a little bit more favorably, but the fact you have this IP connected to it and you're so distant from where those characters are and what they are about yeah it really destroys
1: it like like this isn't daria
0: at times at times i think that she is trying to be daria
1: but even daria is not that like and that deserves that that might deserve a rewatch when i end up having time free time in you know spring and summer months but
0: it, it's bad it's it's i think it's 1.4 in imdb and i can't ta- i don't know how serious i can take that because of the fucking asshole. sure yeah we're getting to inflamed yeah, yeah so i i don't know about that but i mean there was a really funny sketch on uh, the warp zones youtube channel saying like we're gonna make a scooby show do show so bad that when we come back out with the original characters we're gonna sonic this shit I'm, so then we come, with, so, we come up with Scooby-Doo again, people are going to like, holy shit, Scooby-Doo's all back! Yay!
1: That brings up a really interesting point. I'm sure we've talked about it Q three weeks ago, Q five years ago, about like these blatant cash grabs using properties and names, and then it's like, wait a second, like we just pissed a lot of people off. Is it, is it us who are wrong? No, it must be the kids who are wrong. And it's like, That's wait so- a second, like you know what there probably was a moderate interpretation of Velma that we could have done. Also, mm-hmm. I am happy that she represents the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community because quite frankly, if there is a, you know, if there is a television cartoon character who is probably, you know, a lesbian, Velma's probably up there. Yes. Fine by me. I like yes. and it was it, and it for all we know, and I'm not I'm not very in touch with the the you know, the shows from the 60s and the 70s or whatever. I don't know if they heavily implied it or if it was just kind of like a happy they coincidence. Didn't. They didn't. I know. I know they didn't. But you know what I mean? Where it's kind of like a wink and a nod rather than like, they never really came out and said it until just very recently. But um, that doesn't really... And so that's the funny thing is like, because that was something that was kind of already assumed or kind of already well known within the community, it's not taking away from the show or the character. Velma yeah. is not bad because she's, on, she's LGBTQ. Velma is bad because she's trying to be... Harley Quinn.
0: Something like that. So you 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 had a good eloquence of the show there. The other show I watched this week was that 90 show.
1: Oh man, I I wanted to bring this up. Is it good? Please tell me it's good.
0: The first episode is awesome.
1: I saw I saw Kelso and Jackie meeting their kid or something, seeing their kid, and I was like, oh, I am so down.
0: So I would give this show but the potential rating yes i i finished i finished it over the week it's a solid six and a half out of ten because when i see eric and i see donna and i see fez and everyone i'm like 10 i'm back let's do this i'm here red putting his foot up people's asses i'm fucking ready for this let's go that first episode is one of my it's early in the year but one of my favorite episodes i've seen this year i laughed it's a great start it's a great start so many times in that first episode and it's not the new actors' fault that we don't know them. And I thought they did fine. It's just when you bring those other characters back and I see Fez again or I see Donna again, Overshadowed. I laugh so hard. And not, no one, I mean, I always loved Eric because I kind of identify with some of Eric's stuff a little bit. Uh, Eric was hilarious from everything he had in that first episode. He made me laugh. And then seeing Kelsey and Jacko. Uh, Jackie for that for their cameo as well was great, and then you yeah. have Fez and Donna sprinkled in through through episodes. Still having Red is awesome. It mm-hmm. was a fun time. It just I wish I had more time with the older characters.
1: That's kind of it's, hide, it's fuck it's, that
0: guy, fuck Danny
1: Masterson. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a hundred percent piece of shit. Um, it goes back to what we just talked about about forty five minutes ago about the emotional connection and things like that, and I mean. There's, it's funny, there's an alternate world where we did bring back that 70s show and it is that 90s show with just the cast of adults. Yeah, And it's probably terrible. And it's probably everything we talked about, about blatant cash grabs not understanding the character, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we just have to be, we have to be happy with the cameos because if we got more, it probably wouldn't be the same show.
0: Yeah. The episode and one,
1: the other thing too is that we were all kids when the show came out. We were roughly that age experiencing yeah. roughly those things. Yeah. And now it's almost like we want that 90s show, but we want to focus just on adult problems with, with the same characters. A little like, bit, I want, a little bit. I want to know about like friggin' how Kelso like pays the mortgage. Like if he understands what a mortgage I
0: is. I want Eric going to Phantom Menace.
1: <laughs> That'd be a great um
0: and then say what? I'm gonna make a master cut of this. <laughs> you know
1: what? Realistically, Netflix will cancel it at some weird time, which won't make any sense. I yeah. don't advocate for that, but that would be such a great end because the first show went eight seasons.
0: Yeah, that final season Roughly? is terrible. That no, I know, and that's bad. that's
1: it's bad. It it should have gone. This did make it for the
0: final season. Like, if this was like, I'm almost counting this as the final season in a way.
1: Because I was gonna say the perfect final episode of that '90s show would be him standing in line for Phantom Menace and cutting to black. When the movie starts and us not knowing what Eric thinks about Phantom Menace,
0: that's like that movie uh, fanboys. Yes, when they their friends die and they break into Skywalker Ranch, like, hey, do you think the movie's good? Of course.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we know, and then like, like one of the last things, like that was a piece of shh And then it like breaks out.
0: And of course, I mean, you and I are, as I had the controversial line at Comic Expo turned a minor page on Phantom Menace a minor page on Phantom Menace
1: I think it's still fine I think it's good
0: uh, yeah I think the jar jar of it all that's why I said if Topher if Eric walked out of it was like, yeah look I think I can make this movie a little bit better with the right edit just like a little like easter egg like that because mm-hmm. we know that somewhere Topher Grace has this master edit of the Phantom he Menace only shows it to principles. actors
1: or something like that oh. it was on YouTube briefly before that, like when youtube was a wild west and before it was oh, commercialized and
0: wish i could have seen it but uh no i mean for the most part if you were a fan of that 70s show i think you'll have a decent time with it mm-hmm. it was it was it was it was fun that's all i can say it was fun
1: good i'm i see so many little clips off youtube and like the algorithm is just hitting me for these ads and like these little snippets from netflix youtube channel and wired interviews and it's just like damn like that really scratches an itch like if you told me down the pipe they're going to do another malcolm in the middle show and it was like 20 years later and everyone's got kids and stuff and how we're talking about that i'm in i'm in for whatever for just a couple episodes i just that was back to back on
0: fox wasn't it was it malcolm and 70s back to back or no malcolm was sundays with simpsons right and family guy
1: the thing is, is, I watched it on syndication on weekdays a lot. So Nice.
0: I I think a 70s binge is coming.
1: It might be worth it.
0: I think it's on Crave. It's not on Netflix, surprisingly.
1: There's also a lot of, I mean, if I'll be realistic, there's a lot of jokes that went over my head when I was, I mean, I guess I'd be well. 12, they apparently,
0: Dev, have the first on-record male-a-male kiss with Topher and um Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Oh no way! Yeah, because the OC has the first uh, female female kiss.
0: Yeah, so Fox, they both, which is Foxing. Fox is yeah. the station.
1: <laughs> Very progressive, Fox.
0: Yeah, huh. but I, it might be I, worth I a rewatch because like, I watched a piece on it today. Because because of the internet, the way it is, and it's creepy, and I don't like it. But sees that I'm watching that, it knows I'm going to IMDb. So what do I get on YouTube all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. All the '70s show stuff because this is the freaky, weird, bullshit world we live in with with our connections. Whatever. But I I bowed to my master and said more '70s stuff, please. Um, but yeah, there'd be had so whole... many
1: jokes. There'd be so many jokes that I would get now as an adult that I wouldn't get as a kid. Like that's kind of should... why
0: I want to rewatch it.
1: Yeah, the idea of like the munchies and like the the yeah. of course of course we knew what they were doing in the basement, but just like those I didn't know jokes until
0: things. like. 2001 probably Mm.
1: yeah See, the thing is if you've never done it you can't relate right but once if you could relate to it it's probably even funnier which then is like wow
0: I was just an innocent little Mormon man then
1: (laughs) cool I'm Uh, glad that it's I'm glad that it's like decent is it better than the bebop show
0: I like the bebop show I think that it didn't get I don't think it got the respect it deserved i thought it was it was fine as far as those other anime recreations we've had like the yeah. Death Note one was fair terrible this one piece one i don't know we'll i see. don't
1: yeah i'm not even gonna even start
0: yeah it was it was fine uh, and then the other what was the other one i watched I'm, there's one other thing i watched this week that i'm totally blanking out on right now can't remember maybe i'll remember
1: oh pod racing I,
0: pod racing's great uh i guess in the go to the news just a bummer of the news um oh no i do before i get to the bummer of the news uh how i met your father came back and you kind of talk uh, that first season i thought kind of did what this did well it gave the new cast a chance and it only had one cameo from the old cast. they brought in uh, kobe smolders at the final episode mm. so that was smart of them and then this one they tease Barney at the very beginning of it, of how, and we don't know how she gets to MPH though.
1: Hmm. I wonder so, if is, okay. it, is it better to rip the Band-Aid off? Or, so I guess we, because we've talked about kind of these cameos, kind of like in yeah. Mighty Ducks was a, was a big one. Yeah. Is it easier to have the cameos and rip the Band-Aid off early or to let it simmer and you're only watching just to see to the very end, to see that one snip of that one character? Yeah, Who knows? I mean,
0: I'm assuming the ratings maybe weren't as good in season one as they thought. And maybe that's why they did MPH right off the beginning to leave you with that trail. Cause now people like me, for people that didn't want to 100% show like, look, Barney's back. I don't know how it leads to him, but Barney's back.
1: Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Uh, All right. Let's get to the bummer news. And then we'll get out of here. Um, Brick and Morty will be taking a drastically different turn. And I don't know what the future is for some other shows with this, but Justin Rowland back in 2000, 2020 he uh was part of a felony domestic abuse charge and uh that's the headline you're going to see it's not the reason that he is no longer rick and morty he has sent out some really perverted pedophilia like tweets to underage girls that i'm not going to repeat oh, but okay. just to say calling them jailbait for example really creepy really fucked up stuff yeah. um if people that listen to this pod know i was someone that was like in Anything Roland did, I was watching it. Fuck that guy as well. He's a piece of shit. Hope that we never have to see any content of him ever again. Uh, So we know he's not going to be on Rick and Morty. Not the fucking end of the world. You go on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, YouTube. When people do impressions, you have a million people out there. All respect to even Todd McFarlane, uh, Seth McFarlane. They can do a Peter Griffin, can do a Stewie, can do a Rick, can do a Morty. Just fine. We already saw this on Family Guy when they replaced Mike replaced Mike Henry, uh, for Cleveland, unnoticeable. We saw it on um, what's the show? The animated show that Adam had is his worst animated show of the year, with the Hormone Monster and everything. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth, which I like, but I know Adam hates. But Misty, um, they took Jenny Slate out of that role. I don't even notice the difference at all. My point is, there's a million people that do these voices, and yeah, I know it was Justin Rowland's baby, and he has the way that he does it, but it's not going to. I don't think we're going to see a major difference for Rick or Morty or Mr. Meeseeks or Mr. Poopy Butthole or whoever that we have from the variety of characters. We'll have to see what happens to Koala Man, which just came on Hulu and on Polar Opposites. Hulu had a big deal with Justin Rowland, so we'll have to see what happens to that, and then um, the game. We'll have to see what Xbox does because Xbox had a lot of deals connected with that game and what they were going to do going forward with Justin Rowland as well. But it seems like all those things are going away, rightfully so, and hopefully we never have to hear from him again.
1: Life comes at you fast. Yeah, don't be a we, jerk.
0: Don't be a piece of shit. Um, yeah. And then I guess we'll just go on to some more positive sense of news here because uh, that, that was the big Hollywood this week i mean it's it's kind of rare like you don't see stuff like that sometimes these people just let things just gear out i mean they could have done what they did with dana white devin when it's a punishment enough for dana white he has to walk around knowing that he slapped his wife that is punishment enough that's punishment enough for dana that's 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 a leading show for me right now for worst show of the year is power slap that's up there for worst show of the year
1: oh man you know what just i hate talking about celebrities i hate talking about the idolization the culture behind it and these people with power do these things and they get fired and it's supposed to be like a talking point for weeks and weeks how it's fair or unfair how we never have to see him again or how he hope he gets work again or how in five years he can come back fuck all that shit yeah. just be a nice uh, person
0: wakanda forever is on disney tomorrow but it's i believe tomorrow but it's, if not it's on th- this week so you can finally for those like devin that haven't got a chance to see wakanda forever because you have a busy life don't make, have time to get to the theater get a chance to see that and we didn't get to talk about it too much but because we're, we're about to get out of here um another fun episode of bad batch um it's yeah, fine so this it's is, funny now now this is kind of pod racing just a simple kind of bottle episode
1: yeah that's a bottle episode the one thing that was you know the the comparisons you see a lot on the internet it's like oh this should have been pod racing why isn't this pod racing you know the the my deep dive fan Star Wars answer is I'm sure pod racing is famous in certain parts of the galaxy, but not others. And every kind of just like how um, you know we have Lay's chips, but in the UK they got Walkers, and I know it's kind yeah. of the same brand. It's the yeah. same idea. If you're that far away, maybe you've heard about pod racing. You got it's the
0: Walkers of pod racing. It's the Walkers
1: of pod racing. It's the same thing. But I love uh, the little nod to the the C three PO body and yeah. the battle droid head. Great little nod fun fun characters and the droid hilarious yeah
0: uh great ben schwartz his voice is undeniable now you just ben Swartz says fuck you and you trying different voices for voice acting i know i do the same good, voice and character and everything
1: i liked his i liked his droid though It was funny yeah
0: yeah he was great he was great so uh yeah another fun week uh this week for nothing happened watching, though it, was, it wasn't it wasn't yeah, exciting it wasn't exciting when star no, wars it wasn't yeah, the second episode. the f- I guess this was technically the fourth episode. Yeah. We had the two first ones. It's been a um it's been okay, bad batch. It's been a little bit lacking.
1: well it's a show for kids like same with thing with Clone Wars. We had a lot of, we had a lot of lacking Clone Wars episodes yeah, then we, we once did. in a while we get the final season and it's like, oh, the Siege of Mandalore. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um i just wish we had one other show but we got last of us right now so we'll be back with episode three next week maybe Devin in his time i don't think so because he has a really busy week coming up here uh maybe he'll see of wakanda forever but i doubt it because again busy week but uh till next time folks thank you for listening we got part one obviously with adam coming up we have a royal rumble preview coming up uh with your wrestling podcast we have nfl divisional playoffs coming up it is a busy week Coming up here for sports and entertainment, and we will have it all covered for you. Until next time, for Devin Seal, Joshua Adam William Marathon, you can follow us at Fresh Take 42, and you can follow some TikTok stuff that we're doing now at Jawa underscore 31. Until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy. <music>